0: What up, y'all? Welcome back to The Run, Big Podcast, where I review scary movies. I'm your host, Bree, and today's movie we're talking about is Amityville Horror, the 2005 version. So, this is the first episode of what I'm calling season two, because it's my podcast and I can do that. And uh, it's been a minute, so as you can see, I'm doing video recordings now. I mean, only if you're on Patreon you can get these videos. So I would just say, go ahead and join the Patreon, you know what I'm saying? So you can see this lovely face. All right. So welcome back. This is um, episode one of season two. We're talking about Amityville Horror 2005. So I'm just going to jump right into it and we'll get into the breakdown and all that. This movie um, is rated R, and it stars Ryan Reynolds, who we all know and love. Well, I love. I love all his movies. Just because I love, like, dry sarcasm, you know. And he's really good at that. So, um, this movie uh, was written by Scott Kazard. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, And then there's some other writers who have credits on this, including Jay Anson, who is actually the guy that wrote the original novel. So, he wrote the novel, I don't know what year, but... The original um, Amityville Horror Story came out in 1979. So this 2005 is a remake of the 1979 version, which is based off the novel. It's a whole lot. Uh, The director of this movie is Andrew Douglas. And this was actually his uh, movie debut. So this was like his first um, movie that he directed. Producer is Michael Bay. And the release date of this movie is April 15, 2005. All right, so I'm going to go through the cast real quick so you'll know everybody that's in it, Um, and then we'll jump into the breakdown of the movie. All right, so like I said, the cast stars Ryan Reynolds, who plays George Lutz. Ryan Reynolds, uh, if you don't know him, you should. He's played in The Proposal, Deadpool, uh, Just Friends. I mean, he has a list that goes on. forever. All right, Um, and then Melissa George plays Kathy Lutz, She's been in things like Triangle, 30 Days a Night, and The Haunted. Jesse James plays Billy Lutz, one of the kids. He was in The Butterfly Effect, Pearl Harbor, and The Mentalist. We have Jimmy Bennett, who plays Michael Lutz. And you know him from uh, that movie Orphan. He's like, he plays the the brother. Um, That's what you see him in. And then we have Chloe Grace Moretz. She's famous, too. She plays Chelsea Lutz in this movie, Um, but she's been in Carrie, Let Me In, Greta, The Equalizer. She got a long list of stuff, too. Um, We have Rachel Nichols, who plays Lisa, who is the babysitter in this movie. She's been a lot of stuff too. Philip Baker Hall, who plays Father Calloway. We have Isabel Connor, who plays Jody in the movie. Brendan Donaldson who plays uh, Ronald DeFeo. Ronald DeFeo is the actual guy that committed the murder of his family in the Amityville house, the original, like the reason this whole series was made. So if you don't know about Amityville horror, Ronald DeFeo is the kid, I think he was like 23 at the time Um, in 1974. He killed his family while they were sleeping. He killed six people. It was um, both his parents, Two brothers and two sisters in the house while they were sleeping. The the book was based on the family that moved into that house after that murder, who is George Lutz and his family. So George Lutz and his family move into this house and they start experiencing all these, you know, paranormal things. And that's what the book is on, based on. And that's what the movies are based on. All right. Uh, I already told you the release date. So. We'll jump into the box office sales. So the budget for this movie was 19 mil. On the opening weekend, just in U.S. and Canada, it made 23, a little over 23 million. And then it says gross worldwide, they made 107.5 million dollars. All right, so I'm going to get a synopsis and then we're going to jump into the breakdown of the movie scene by scene. Let's get it. The synopsis says, in December 1975, George and Kathy Lutz, along with their three children moving to a Long Island house. What they don't know is the house was the site of a horrific mass murder a year before. Just one year before, y'all. They decide to keep the house and attempt to keep the horror in the past, but they're now hunted by a murderous presence. What follows is 28 days of sheer terror for the family with demonic visions of the dead. gonna jump into it. The opening scene, y'all know I love when movies do this. The opening scene says... Based on a true story. I love that because it just makes you feel like it's so, like, what you're gonna see is real. It happened, could happen to you. Don't think that. Um, it says, based on a true story, November 13th, 1974. All right, so all we hear are like little whispers saying, catch him, kill him, catch him, kill him. All right, and then we see a man like loading a shotgun and he's sitting in the basement. You can tell it's the basement, it's, like dark and gray. And he look all crazy, you know what I'm saying? He looked like he probably ain't slept in about three weeks, probably ain't ate in a couple days. We see him with a shotgun, and then we just see him start going to each room, boom, killing people. So then we see he goes to a little girl room, which we assume that's his sister, and she hiding in the closet. So um, he find her, and she just looking at him. She looking up at him because she's sitting on the floor. She like, what's wrong, runny? And then you see a little tear fall from his eye. He says, I'm sorry. Boom, blow her too. I'm like, oh my God. This man just killing everybody in this movie, okay? But of course, that's Ronald DeFeo, which we find out. uh, He murdered his whole family. And he's saying it's because he heard voices telling him to do it. So then we see on the screen one year later. We see a family just waking up like a normal morning. Um, It's uh, George and Kathy Lutz. We see a kid running into the room like, uh, George, what are you doing to my mom? Because You know, they waking up, they cuddling. Right? He like, George, what are you doing to my mom? He said he like, you know, he's, he whispered to her like, Shh, I'm going to do something later to your mom. Uh, anyway, so she get up, she go to the bathroom and the conversation he had with the kid, we find out like he's a stepdad. So they just talking and then they end up telling the kids like, hey, we're going to look at a house today. So, you know, while y'all at school, we're going to go check out this house. Let y'all know how everything is. So, they got three kids. The little kid that ran into the room, his name is uh, Michael. So, that's Michael Lutz. They got Michael, Chelsea, and Billy. Billy is the oldest. He looked like he might be a preteen or a teenager already. Um, Then we have uh, Michael, who's a little boy, middle child. Middle child, probably like 10, maybe. And then Chelsea is the youngest. And she's probably like... I don't know, six? I don't know. I don't, they didn't really say the ages in the movie. So we flashed to the scene where they're going to check out the house. So George and Kathy, they driving trying to look at the house. But while they driving, George like, I don't care. I, I'm looking at this neighborhood like we cannot afford this. So I don't know what you're looking at in that paper, but it's probably a scam because and they never say the price. But he like, it's probably a scam because these houses, basically these houses are big as fuck. Ain't no way we can live. We broke. Broke, girl. So they continue driving. And as he's saying that, she like, oh, there it is. There it is. Show this big ass house. Y'all know the infamous house with the um, windows that look like eyes. And he like, ain't no way, girl. Pull up. They see the realtor. So first of all, they see the realtor. She looks nervous as hell. I'm going to tell y'all that right now. They get out. And she's just over there like, <laughs> wipe my her She's sweaty. She's like, so nice to meet you. Let's go in. I'm like, mm, she's she a little suspicious from the jump. Okay. Now they uh, checking out the house and they just walking through and the lady saying stuff like, yeah, the basement was built in 1692. um, But the rest of the house was added on from the foundation after that. So then they all go into this one room and she like, oh, yeah, this will be perfect if you have children. So I don't know which room it is. I want to say it's Jody's old room, the, the little girl that got shot in the closet. I wanna say it's her room, but I'm not really sure which room they was in. While they in the room, George and Kathy, they looking out the window, he like, oh snap, you know, like it's a boathouse out here. She was like, the realtor was like, Yeah, all you need is a boat and you good. And then Kathy was like, actually, we already got a boat. This is another thing that I was thinking about. Y'all, y'all broke, like y'all probably not rich, but y'all got enough money to get a boat. I'm just leaving it at that. So this house must be, or he must thought this house was like very, very expensive because you got a boat. <laughs> They're gonna like, boats are not cheap. As far as I know. Moving on. Um, meanwhile, in the house, the lady's still looking nervous while they looking out the window doing all this, right? So now we move on to the part where she's showing them the basement. She, They they get to the basement and they go downstairs, but the realtor like, nah, I'm going I'm to stay up here. Man, that's red flag number, really number two, because number one, when she was looking nervous, but she could just been new to it or something. So this is the main red flag number one. Why are you, why are you acting suspicious? You showing me the basement, like, obviously basements are creepy, but come on, <laughs> something, something ain't right. So she stay upstairs and um, they looking around and then George sees a clock that says uh, 315 on it. So remember that time because it's going to come back, going to come back later to you on um, 3 15. He don't think nothing of it. He just throw the clock, whatever. It's just stuck on that time. He don't know. Um, so we see them going back upstairs and you know, George and Kathy talking about it. They discussing it and they decide to buy the house. So before they leave though, George, see, he thinking, he thinking, he like, this deal is like too good to be true. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they walking out and he asked the realtor, he like, What's the catch? You know, because this deal is like the math ain't mathing. You know what I'm saying? She just said it was a tragic murder in the house a family. But she didn't go into detail. You know what I'm saying? Like she said, that that's exactly how she said it. Oh, there was a tragic murder in the house a family. But we've all moved on. The town has forgot about it. What? What happened? And this part kind of pissed me off because... George and Kathy didn't ask no more questions. They were just like, "Oh, okay." So, Kathy, I mean, Kathy was just like, "I don't know. What? Like, what do you think?" And George was like, "Well, houses don't kill people. People kill people. All right, bro. You finna be one of them people in the house killing people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. I, I would ask more questions. Like, what you mean a tragic?" Cause y'all, if y'all dropping the price this much, well, apparently I'm broke and I can't afford it. I'm asking questions. What What was the murder like? Why Why he do it? Who did it? Who died? Because this a deal. I need to know the details. We flash forward and uh, it's moving day. So you know, it's just a montage of showing them like moving in, they dancing, blah blah blah. It's a happy day. It flashed through that night, and Kathy is putting the kids to bed, and something came up about the kids praying, and Billy is like, he said, prayer doesn't work. Nobody was listening to me when I asked for my dad to stay alive. Yo, I was like, that's sad, bro. Obviously, at this moment, we find out, like, the dad died, so... Their dad died and Kathy is now married to George. So he's like their stepdad or whatever. And then also, you know, the fact that your mom is married already and y'all low-key, oh, well, the preteen is low-key like, oh, my dad back on like this, man. Like, you know, like, that's sad, bro. It's a sad situation to be in. So she was just like, you know, you got to give George a chance. Like, he's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. Now Kathy goes into the room where George is because... Uh, she getting ready for bed too. Her mom calls and then George gives her the phone. So now he like, it's kind of cold in here. So he said he gonna go down to the basement and check out, you know, why it's cold. And it's the seventies, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta go, you gotta go down to the basement and add wood to the furnace to make the house warm. You know, While he down there, he start hearing little whispers. Now this would have been, this would have been like red flag number two, three. I don't know what number we on, but, he didn't, he didn't actually hear uh, words, though. He just heard, like, sounds, like whispering sounds. So ain't no red flag yet. So he brushed it off, but when on his way back upstairs, he grabbed that that clock that said 315 on it. He grabbed it, took it back upstairs with him. So now it's in the bedroom with them. So we jumped forward a little bit. It's the middle of the night. And Kathy, you know, she felt a little freaky knee. Kathy said um, she rolled him over. A little explicit kid's. A couple of years so she doing her thing you know what i'm saying and george laying down right and she you know on top of him so he look past her and he can see what looks like a little kid standing at the end of the bed with a rope around her neck and then she just jump off the bed and like hanging he like what the fuck and then she like what what like what the hell's wrong with you I would have been like, I just saw some fucking dead girl hanging from the fucking ceiling. He didn't say that. He said, oh, I think uh, I think I'm just seeing things. Nigga, what? Seeing things mean like you saw a little, that was a little blurry. You know, you had to rub your eye a little bit. You just saw, I ain't going to get into it, bro. You just saw a little girl fucking red flag number four. So move on. That's the end of that scene, right? We move on and the next day everybody is up, you know, going about their day, and George is actually, he's sick in the bed. So when he said he's seeing stuff, he don't feel good, whatever, um, he actually is feeling sick the next day. We we see Kathy walk past Chelsea's room, where she, you know, she's about to go do the laundry, and then she hear Chelsea in there like sound like she's talking to somebody. So, you know, she just parent going to check on her kid. Um, she go in the room. And as she's going in the room, I love this part because the camera shows her. So in the room is Chelsea's bed and Chelsea sitting on the bed. And then it's like a random fucking chair, uh, in the corner with a red balloon tied to it. So as it shows the mom walking into the room, when she walked past the chair, we can see a little girl sitting in the chair. Now this little girl look all like, she look gray. Her hair is like, you know, long and black with a little bang right here. Um, but she looked, she looked great. So you could tell, like, oh, this is probably a, a dead girl sitting in this chair, right? And if you pay attention, it's the same dead girl that uh, uh, George just saw last night with the with the rope and stuff. So she walked past. Obviously, you know the mom can't see her. So she sit down. She's like, "Hey, uh, who are you talking to?" She said, "My friend Jody." y'all know who Jody is, right? Jody is a little girl. That got shot in the closet by Ronnie. What's, what's wrong, Ronnie? Yeah, that's her. So this is actually her room that Chelsea now uh, sleeps in. Actually, she didn't even say I'm talking. She said, I'm talking to the girl that lives in my closet. Jody got shot in the closet. Y'all catching it? Okay, all right, all right. Calm down. So after <laughs> she said talking to the girl that lives in my closet, that's when the mama say what's her name, and then she say Jody. So... The mama, the, the mama tell her like, you know, well, it's a lot of other kids in the neighborhood that you could be playing with because I think the mama just want, you know, she don't want her to get like lonely. They in a new town. She like, you know, it's other little girls in the neighborhood that you could play with. And she said, uh, Jody says all of them are mean. First of all, Jody ain't real. <laughs> Jody don't know shit. Jody telling you you can't play with the girls in the neighborhood because Jody wants you to stay in here. I, that's what that would have been my that would have been my response to the kid. I don't have kids, so I don't know, but I would nah. No. You need to go outside, girl. Meanwhile, Chelsea got like this little uh, etching sketch. Y'all remember the etching sketch, right? So on it, she's like drawing a um it looks like a man with a beard and like a top hat. Like it looked like one of them hats that uh Abraham Lincoln had low key. She drawing this little thing and Kathy want to look at it. Kathy, the mama, she want to look at it to and, Oh, is that Jody? Bitch, did I just tell you Jody is the little girl that lives in my closet? Do this look like a... F- this is a grown man with a beard and a top hat. So, Chelsea's like, nah, it's, it's someone else. I'm not supposed to say who. And then she just erase the shit real quick. And then she say, shh, to Kathy. And then Kathy look at the chair like, what the fuck bro I would have been like you need to tell me what the hell you doing right now because no <laughs> you shush you get up let's go outside because I'm not having it all right anyway so that's the end of that scene so now uh we turn to George he outside he cutting some more wood because the furnace uh he cutting wood and the, the other two kids they outside playing the mom's coming home she like she came from shopping or something and uh now, Kathy and George are in the kitchen, and they unloading the groceries. And she's like, yo, where's Chelsea at? Because when they was outside, it was only um, the two boys outside playing, right? So she like, where's Chelsea? And he was like, I mean, I don't know. We was all outside. And she's like, she started panicking, right? She started running through the house. Chelsea! Chelsea! And then he running, too. He running outside. They trying to see, you know, where's Chelsea? Where's Chelsea! They finally run and go check the boathouse. And this little girl is in the damn boathouse, y'all. Standing on the edge of the dock. Like, she about to dive in that shit. You know what I'm saying? She, like, standing on the edge. And she holding that little red balloon that was tied to the chair earlier, You know, that where Jody was sitting. She holding the balloon. And she just staring into space. She just like... And they like, Chelsea. Chelsea. Give me your hand, Chelsea. She just... And then George finally say Chelsea like loud one more time. She's like, <gasps> so you can tell like she was like in a trance or something because she was like, <gasps> like she wasn't hearing them before. And then she give him her hand and she come off the boat. And the mom's like, what were you doing out here? She said, Jody wanted to see the boat. Here we go with Jody. So the mom, instead of saying, you don't listen to Jody, you don't listen to this person that lives in your closet. You listen to your parents. AKA don't go in the boat, like you're not supposed to be in the boathouse, house. So instead of saying that, the mom said, oh, Somebody should have been watching you and walks off. Y'all. I would have been like, first of all, I'm watching three kids while you went shopping. I'm cutting the wood to put in the furnace. My bad, one of the kids wanted to be a little badass and run to the bow house. To follow her imaginary friend Jody. Nah, he ain't say nothing though. He kept he kept a real G. Um, and then they left the boat house, and we see him put the padlock on the boat house. The boat house is locked now. Okay, so we move on to the next scene. Now, this next scene is one of my favorite scenes in a movie, just because it's kind of one of those uh like jump scare moments. So Michael, one of the little boys, he wakes up in the middle of the night. And he got to use the bathroom. So he gets up. He tried to wake up um, Billy to go with him, but Billy wasn't waking up. He was like, "Mm mm-mm. So Michael go to the bathroom. He already scared because it's dark. It's a big house. He a little kid. He going to the bathroom. This man runs to the bathroom, and he peeing, right? And he's smart. I kind of like Michael because the whole time he peeing, he looking at the door. He looking at the door because he making sure, he probably makes sure if something's coming in, he out that hole, right? So he peeing, he peeing. He ain't even he didn't even think about flushing the toilet. He peed, he pulled his pants up, kept his eye on the door, went to go wash his hands. He's still looking at the door. He tried to wash his hands, he like, also, the water ain't coming on. He turned again, he looked under it, and right when we see him looking under it, boo, we see like a bloody face, like dripping blood out their mouth, like show up right beside his face. Like they like eye level, but Michael don't see it. It's like a a ghost, right? Michael don't see it. But what he do see is the faucet start dripping, like, blood from it. So he shoot off, boy. He run back to his room and he get in the bed. And then right when he do that, we see all the windows in the house just open, open, open. And then the chairs in the dining room, they just move a little bit. Like, they move by themselves. That's it. That's the end of that scene. Then we hear a gunshot. Boom! And we see George wake up like he heard something. So he get up, he looking around, he goes to the rooms, checking. Everybody's good. But he hear the dog barking outside, like going crazy, barking. And when he look out the window, he can see the doors to the boathouse are open. Like they just flapping in the wind because they open. And then as it's flapping, you can see a little balloon fly out, a little red balloon fly out. He like, oh, shit, Chelsea. So he run, he ain't got no shirt on, he just got his pants. And it's it's November, so it's cold outside. He running outside, and he go, he looking for Chelsea, and then he think he see, like, an air bubble come out the, out the lake. So he jump in the lake. Boy, I know he was freezing cold, bro, because he just jump in the lake, like, not thinking about it, because he, like, thinking the little girl done fell into the water. He go down, he don't see nobody He come back up. He go, um, he leave outside the boathouse house because he can hear the dog barking outside the boat house now. While he talking, while he looking at the dog, like what the hell? He happened to look up into Chelsea's room, and he see Jody, the dead girl, standing at the window at Chelsea's window. And he see Chelsea, like he looks to the next window, he could see Chelsea right there, and the dead girl is standing right behind Chelsea. So he like, what the fuck? He run back in the house, run up to Chelsea's room, open the door. She sleep. She sleep. It's like, ain't no lights on, nothing. So he just losing his mind, really. So he goes to the closet and he like find a little teddy bear on the ground. He pick it up and he put it beside her for her to sleep with, basically. And then he leave the room. So that's the end of the scene. So the next morning we see he's sitting in the basement and uh, Kathy like, you know, what's, what's wrong? He like, this is the only place I can be warm in the house. So. I'm just, you know, I'm chilling down here. And he got a little attitude because when she tried to, like, you know, rub his head or something, he like, don't don't treat me like one of your little kids. And she like, what the hell wrong with you? He's like, I can't sleep because Billy, damn dog, barking all night, waking me up. Um, And I found him in the boathouse. She like, you locked the boathouse. He was like, well, that's what I found in Billy's room? Bow. The keys to the boathouse. So now we're like, damn, we already know, like, he going to punish Billy, basically. And right as the scene ends, it kind of fades out and we see that it's day 15. It says day 15. So later that same day, um, we see the mom washing dishes and she sees the magnets on the refrigerator. They they spelt out something. She looking, she reading it and it says, catch them, kill them. But, like, catch is spelled with a K. And, um, obviously, kill him is spelled with a K. So, it's like, catch him, kill him. Catch him and kill him. She looking at it like, what the fuck? And then she like, George. So, she go looking for him. She can't find him. She come back in the kitchen. And he in the kitchen, like, what? Why are you calling me? She's like, did you put that message on the fridge? He look at it. He like, she like, oh, shit, never mind. Because right, now, cause now, at this point, all the magnets, they, you know, back in the normal position. She like, never mind, I must be seeing stuff. She's saying the same shit George said when he saw the little girl hanging from the damn ceiling. So she like, oh, I just, I must be seeing stuff. I must be losing my mind, right? He like, I right. I mean, she never told him what it said, too. That's another thing. I would have been like, what did it say? Like, what message? Because now it's all messed up. Like, what you mean? What you see? She ain't say nothing. This be, this be getting me in these movies. The moment y'all have a chance to say something, you ain't even saying nothing. Like, what's the point of holding the information? So, anyway, cut to the same night, and we see that George and Kathy, they getting dressed up. They're going to go on a little date. And they're like, you know, we've been cooped up in the house a couple weeks since we've been here, you know, let's go out on a date. And George, first of all, looks visibly rough, and he got like, red his eyes look red his hair a little scruffy i mean to be going on a date it look a little scruffy to me um and his eyes red and shit so he they getting ready and the mama like oh the babysitter should be here in a minute here come billy uh mom i told you i don't need no babysitter uh i'm old enough i can't i can't handle it and then they open the door and the babysitter come in and as soon as the babysitter walk in he like i'm billy (laughs) Nigga is like in a trance. She like, okay. And so she looking around the house and this, this babysitter, her name is Lisa. And they were like, oh, um, do you want us to show you around the house? She was like, nah, I've been here before. I used to babysit for the DeFeos, which is them that lived there before that, you know, got killed. So they just was like, oh, you know, awkward, (laughs) Cause she was like, uh, yeah, it's kinda it's kinda creepy being back here. And then the little boy just like, I'm Billy. She was like, Yeah, I got that the first time. So then the parents leave. They just like, I mean, she's been here before, so whatever. They leave for their date. Now, the babysitter is not great. <laughs> I'm gonna just say that. She uh should be fired. So she's babysitting these kids and she ended up telling the kids like the family that lived there before died they all died first she was like nah i shouldn't tell y'all y'all too young but then billy he's like you know like come on tell him like what's up so she like "All right." first he killed the dog then he killed the family a few days later billy was like how'd he do it and then Michael, cause Michael went in the room. Michael and Chelsea, they were in another room playing. But he come in the room and he like, do what? And then she look over, she like, oh hell no, you way too young to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Like she's talking to the the uh to Billy. But she see Michael, she like, You a little too young to hear this, you know. So she was like, So cover your ears. First of all, that don't work, okay? But she was like, So cover your ears. And then as soon as he covered his ears, she like he did it with a rifle. Bang, 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 bang. Loud as fuck. Like the kid can hear you saying this. Bang, bang, bang. All while they were sleeping in their beds. And I, so the little boy is like visibly like shook up. Like he like, oh shit. And then she like, it's kind of gross that y'all still sleep in these beds. They all leave and go to uh, Chelsea's room, where which is Jody's old room. So they go in there, and um, she's like, oh. This was the this was the little brat's room. And Chelsea's like, Jody says you're not a very good babysitter. She's like, oh yeah, well, guess what? Jody's dead. She's like, no, she's not. Girl. This where it gets, this, this is about to get out of hand, right? She's like, so the babysitter's like, that little shit is the reason I got fired. Then she was like, you know, they found her in there. And she pointed at the closet. And all three of them just looking at the closet like, so then Billy, he like, I dare you to go in there. And she was like, for what? He was like, oh, she was like, I- I'll do it for like one of your posters or something, right? He like, all right, cool. So she go in the closet and she like, ooh, I'm scared. And then boom, the closet just slammed behind her, slammed shut. And she like, ha, very funny. Y'all let me out. They trying to open the door. The door is locked. Mind you. This door don't have a lock on it. This closet door do not have a lock on it. So they like trying to open the door, open the door. It's locked, it's locked. She's like, stop fucking around. Open the door, open the door. She's scared, right? We see the light flicker. And then we hear a little voice say, Hi, Lisa. Look what Ronnie did. Oh my God, bro. It's the little girl, it's Jody behind her. And she done moved her little bang out the way to show Lisa the bullet hole in her fucking head. So Lisa, <laughs> obviously having a fucking panic attack in the closet, because she turned around like, oh my God. So she like, you know, look what Ronnie did, smiling and shit. And then she takes Lisa's finger, one of her index fingers, and she pulls it up to her and sticks it in a bullet hole in her head. And at this point, Lisa fucking lose her whole mind. She banging on the door. Let me out. Ah, let me. The kids run away. They run downstairs. They call nine one one. So, while all this is happening, you know, we see that George and Kathy they on a date. They having a good time. You know what I'm saying? So she like, you know, how you feeling? He said, I feel better now that I'm outside the house. And so we can uh, we can also see that he don't have those red uh, lines around his eyes anymore. His eyes not red now that he's outside the house. So they chilling. They get back home and see. the ambulance taking uh Lisa, the babysitter, out. And the mom goes to Lisa, like, hey, 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 like, what? What's going on? What happened? Lisa on the stretcher, y'all, just she's shaking. <laughs> she like this on the stretcher, shaking, her hands crossed on her chest. She like, she's the little girl, the little girl, she's supposed to be dead. She is fucked up. So obviously she's saying, like, Jody's supposed to be dead. She ain't dead. I just saw her in the fucking closet. So the mama just look upstairs like, and she see Chelsea looking out the window. She looking at them like the fuck. So they go in the house. George is pissed. That man is pissed off, bro. He pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. He's like, I It's one thing to play a joke, but y'all literally could have killed somebody. He was like, and Billy's like, something happened. The door locked. We didn't do it. It wasn't a prank. It wasn't us. He like, nah, that's bullshit. Y'all gonna get punished and I'll be the one doing it. He said a whole bunch of reckless shit. And then Billy's like, Y'all don't even tell us that fucking people died in this house and two little boys died in the same room we sleeping in. And then they stop and look, they like, he's like, Yeah, the babysitter told us. And the little boy just smiling like, Mama. I mean he's he crying, Mama, I don't I don't wanna sleep in that room. George said, wipe that stupid look off your face and go to bed. So they go to bed, and um, the mom go up there behind them, tuck them in. But then she go and talk to Chelsea, the little girl. She like, Chelsea, you got to tell mom and dad what happened. Like, what happened? And she said, uh, Lisa was being mean to Jody, so Jody hurt her. And then the mom looks, like, concerned, obviously. And then Chelsea's like, she won't hurt you, mom. She thinks you're a good mommy. I'd be like she better not hurt me she and and who this ghost girl I, they this is the thing they're not taking enough action. Somebody basically just had a whole panic attack in your house and said the little girl's supposed to be dead, and then you go talk to your daughter who's been friends with this dead little ghost since y'all moved in, and what what course of action are y'all taking? The math ain't laughing. Or whatever. Okay, so moving on, Um, we cut to the next day, and George cutting wood again, but this time he making uh, he making Billy and Michael move it, like move. He cutting all the wood, and then he having them walk the wood all the way from over here down to like a long pile that they got to pile everything up in, right? So he finished cutting everything. We we see them all at the dinner table eating. And Billy is the only one still outside carrying the shit. And I'm assuming it's cause, you know, he the oldest, he's supposed to be responsible. And they think, you know, he lying about what happened. So after they eat dinner, George is working in the basement, and it's he it's like he can hear something from the from the vents. And it sounds like the kids being like, he's a jerk talking shit behind his back. And we see his eyes are red again. George's eyes are red again. And he just loses his mind. He can hear the whispers. This time when he hear the whispers, he can hear it saying, catch him and kill him. So now he's starting to actually hear words from the whispers. At this point, he started hallucinating, right? He hearing these whispers. And then all of a sudden we see a flash. It looks like him walking down the hallway. And he sees a body laying like on this slab. And it's like cut open. It's bleeding. And in his hallucination, he walking up to it. He turned the head around and it's him. The body is him. And and as soon as he turned the head around, it's like, catch up and kill him. And then then we just see him, like, scream, and now he's throwing up. We see him getting ready to take a a bath. He gets into the tub of water, and he sit down. He starts to relax, right? His shoulders drop. He relax. He dip down into the water a little bit. Just a little bit, though. And then next thing we see is... Ooh, he get pulled underwater. It's like hands came up and grabbed him, pulled him on the water. So now he in the tub, he drowning in the bathwater basically. Because the hands like holding him down. He's trying to get out. They pulling him back on his face. And um, we can see blood coming in the water because it's like he hit his head like on the bottom of the tub. Like that's how hard this demon or whatever is pulling him down into the water. So he fighting, fighting, and Kathy running to the bathroom. She pulled him up. She's like, hey, 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 hey. And then he's like, ah, ah, like, just screaming. She's like, it's me, it's me, it's me. And then he finally just, like, break down. Like, he started crying, like, what the fuck is going on with me? After this scene, we can see Kathy and George are at the doctor's office because I think it's the next morning because um, it's now, like, it was nighttime when he did that, but now it's daylight outside. And they at the doctor getting everything checked out because he hit his head. And the doctor ended up giving them a number to a psychiatrist. So he's taking them to the psychiatrist. The, the guy just like, you know, just give him a call, talk to him, you know, tell him what's been going on. Meanwhile, back at the crib, they put Billy in charge of the two young kids, obviously. And they all in the kitchen at the breakfast table. And Chelsea's like, "Oh, can I go upstairs and get my teddy bear? She's hungry. And it's that, you know, that teddy bear that uh, George out in the closet earlier and gave it to him, and he like alright go ahead but hurry up cause you know I'm supposed to be watching y'all like I'm not supposed to let you out my sight so just hurry the fuck up she run up the stairs around this time we can see George and Kathy pulling back into the driveway from the doctor's office and as soon as George get out the car he see the teddy bear her, her teddy bear drop at his feet and he just like the fuck where this come from And where he's at, he can't really see the top of the roof. He's just looking like, where the fuck did it fall from? And the mom had walked away from the truck to go pick up a bike. And then you hear Chelsea saying, hey, mom, look at me. Look at me. And they looking around like, what the fuck? Bro, they look up and Chelsea is on the fucking roof. The roof of the house. Chelsea, the little six or seven high row she is she's on top of the roof like look at me look at me so obviously they panic fucking Kathy running the house George runs to the truck and throw the ladder off the truck and you could tell he like in his eyes he like I'm so sick of these fucking kids like he pulled a ladder off the truck and started setting it up on the side of the house and um Billy and the other little kid come running out and he like hold the ladder he started climbing up the ladder boop, boop, boop. Kathy done went inside up the stairs and out the window of Chelsea's room. Cause that's the same window I guess she went out of. Right. So she's trying to get her from that side. She's trying to go on the roof and actually grab her. She make it up there while George is climbing up the side to get to her. Right. And she like, what are you doing? And Chelsea, she walking on the edge and shit, you know, it's like a, it's a roof that, you know, comes up into a pitch, like a normal roof, but Chelsea is walking along the top of the pitch. Like she on a fucking tightrope or something like, like, she a gymnast walking on the beam. Like, she walking on the beam of the roof. And her mom's like, what are you doing? She turned around real slow and she said, I have to go with Jody, mommy. Like, looking all real sincere in the face and stuff. And then Kathy's like, what? What are you talking about? And Chelsea just turned around and she fucking takes a step to fall off the roof. Takes a step to fall off the roof, bro. And at the same time, Kathy's, Kathy's like, no. And she like... She jumps and she catches her. She catches her before she fall. And uh now Chelsea's screaming and shit. Ah, ah, help me, mommy. You just you just walked off the roof. What are you doing? Ghost friend or no ghost friend, you walking off the roof. You remember, y'all remember when y'all, y'all, side note. I don't know if y'all mama told y'all this when you was growing up, but it's like you want to do something because your friend is doing it, and then your mama like. Well, if your friend jumped off a cliff, would you do it too? Chelsea would. (laughs) She is a pure example of, yeah, I'm going to follow them right to the edge of that cliff. So anyway, back to the movie. She jump off, the mama holding her by her, like, she wearing, like, overalls. She holding her up, she holding her up. And then she start to slide down, you know, the side of the roof because, like I said, it's in, like, that triangle pitch. So she sliding down. But she still got a hold of Chelsea. And she's like, George, George, I can't hold on much longer. Kathy, Kathy finally lost her grip and let go of Chelsea. And George was right there to catch her. So that's good. Bullet dodge. But damn, man, that was close. Now we see them in the house. And Kathy is just like, she's like, what were you thinking? And she's like, Jody just wanted me to show. Jody, Jody wanted to show me something. And she was like. Jody ain't real. And the little girl's like, yes, she is. And then this part was funny because it looked like the mom threw a little tantrum. She was like, she started like pulling her hair and stubbing her feet. She's not real. And Chelsea's like, yes, she is. I've seen her. If it was, this is me personally. I feel like if I was on the roof of the damn house and my mama caught me on the roof of that damn house, I'm getting my ass beat no discussion because what are you doing on the roof of the house (laughs) what are you doing on the roof of the house some of y'all don't get sensitive because i know you're gonna say oh that's that's not good you should talk to your kid get your ass off the roof of the house what are you doing so she yelling back and forth she wanted to show me something jody was gonna take me to see daddy and i just wanted to play with him and she said i can live with him forever and ever girl Sad because her dad is dead and she thought she was going to go see him. So the mom is like, nobody can see him. She calmed down. you know. Nobody can see him. You know He's with the angels. Okay. Dad is with the angels and I'm sorry. So by this time, George walking in and he like, the fuck is wrong with you people? That's exactly what he said. He said, wacko family. And he just walked out because he mad as hell, bro. He just came home. He done hit his head in the fucking thing. He came home from the doctor and the bitch on the roof. And y'all just had to catch her and now you in the living room hugging her. Anyway, he grabbed, he grabbed a bunch of his shit and he like, fuck it, I'm moving to the basement. I'm going to sleep in the basement. That's my spot. Now we cut to the next day and finally Kathy is like, all right, I need to figure something else out. So she goes to see Father Calloway, who's at the church like up the street. She started telling him, like, you know, I think there's something evil in my house. I need to talk to you. And he's like, you know what? There was a family that lived there before y'all that said the same shit, basically. Like, he didn't say shit. But he was like, there was a family that was there, that was here a while ago, that had the same issues. And she was like, yeah, the DeFeo's. He was like, oh, you know them? Like, how you know it was the DeFeo's? She said, I'm living in their house. Tense music plays. So we move on from that. And then, that night, that same night that she went and talk to the priest or whatever, she go back home. I don't know what else they talked about. She go back home, and George wakes up at three fifteen on the dot in the basement, right? Because he's sleeping in the basement now, and he wakes up to those whispers again. to Catch him, kill him. Catch him, kill him. So he go up to the sta- He go upstairs and he sees the front door of the house is like wide open, and he like what the fuck? And he hear the dog barking, so he go outside. And this time he grabbed his axe, right? And he just following the bark and following the bark and trying to see where it's coming from. And it's in the boathouse again. So he go in, he looking around all slow and shit. And then all of a sudden it looked like somebody is like running towards him. Like it looked like a, like a zombie is running towards him. So he's, he like, Oh shit. He starts swinging the axe, boom, 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 just swinging. Ah, and then he, he stopped swinging the axe and he like, oh, my God, he just break down crying, y'all, because it wasn't it wasn't a ghost or a zombie. It was the fucking dog. Right. His mind was playing tricks on him, so he didn't know that he was swinging the axe and killing the dog. So he just he break down and crying because he like I mean, he know, obviously, it was an accident, but he also know he fucking did it. So we see him, um, you know, he cleaning everything. He, we see him scrubbing the scrubbing the boathouse floor. The next morning, he's sitting at the kitchen table just like, the fuck did I just do last night? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I killed the fucking dog. But he ain't told nobody, nothing, right? So Kathy walks in, and remember she had just talked to uh, the priest yesterday. She come in telling him like, we got to go, something's wrong with the house. We should just pack up and go. And he like, no know what I'm saying? Every, every penny we have is in this house. Because even though even though they said the house was a deal, they still had to use all their money, apparently, to get the house, right? So he like, every penny we have is into this house. We ain't leaving shit. While he doing this, Billy run into the kitchen like, hey, we can't find Harry, which is the dog. And then George was like, oh no, and then Billy's like, George, have you seen Harry? He's like, No, maybe he ran away. And then Billy's like, he never runs away, George. And this is the moment Kathy decided to put her foot down. She said, Billy, you do not speak like that. Get out of here. I said, girl, he's trying to find his dog. You weren't yelling at Chelsea when her ass was on the goddamn roof. That lady, Billy could kind of tell like George kind of knew. He probably knew where Harry was, right? But he ain't saying but they just, they leave anyway, because uh, the mom told them, like, get out. Get out of here, basically. So the next thing we see after that is Father Calloway pulling up to the house. And she, looking out she's like, oh, yes, he came. So she invites him in, and he immediately looks at uh, little Chelsea. She holding that that teddy bear, the, the little black teddy bear that uh she's been carrying around the whole time. And he looking at her and he just looking at the doll like all weird and shit. So he take the mom outside and he go talk to her. And he like, um, you know, you know that little teddy bear that uh, your kid is holding? She's like, oh, yeah, it was left here at the house. And he was like, no, it wasn't. He said that teddy bear belonged to Jody when she lived here and it was buried with her. The teddy bear was buried in the casket with Jody when she died. And this little girl got it. So he already was like, yeah, y'all definitely got something going on. I'm going to go ahead and bless the house. So he go back in and uh he's in I don't know which room he's in, but he's starting to bless this room. He got his holy water and as soon as he throw in the water we hear, you know like it's sizzling when it hits the floor, when it hits the wall sizzling like it's fucking devil hot up in that bitch. He throwing it and then he like he keep hearing something. He keep hearing whispers and shit too. And then the door to the room that he's in just slammed and the doorknob the doorknob got like a cross on it. That shit turned upside down. Like upside down cross. But I don't think he can see the doorknob. So he don't think nothing of it. He just like okay he keep doing this thing. And then he hears something coming from the vent that's in the room. And the vent is, like, up above the top, at the top of the wall. So he put a little table over. He climb up there. And he, like, started looking in the vent. Like, what is that? A swarm of flies fly out the vent and, a, like, attack his face. He go flying off the fucking table, like, slow motion like the Matrix and shit. He fly off the table. Boom, hit the ground. He just screaming. The flies, like, all over his face and shit. Like, he, he just yelling. They going in his mouth, buzzing all around. Just swarming him, so he' trying to get the flies off his face and shit. And then, while he' on the floor, the door to the room opens again, and then you just hear a voice say, "Get out!" My boy didn't waste no time getting up out of there. What father got up? He said, "You." He said, "Shit, I'm out of here." He didn't say nothing. Like he literally didn't say nothing. He got up off the ground, ran out the house, got in his car, and dipped. I'm talking about so quick that the mama was running. Like, where you going? Like, what's wrong? What's up? Why you leaving? He didn't say shit. He just looked at her, backed up, turned around, and left. That nigga OG, bro. He said, I'm not fucking with this shit. Like, I know he was thinking, like, whatever this is, it don't want me here, so I'm out. He put that caddy in reverse, boy. He dipped. <coughs> so, anyway, now that same night, they all sleeping, and George woke up again in the middle of the night. And he hears the dog barking again, coming from the fucking boathouse. And obviously, it's not the dog because he just killed the dog the night before. So this time he go outside. He like, what the fuck? He's like, I'm hearing shit. I'm losing my mind. He just go outside and he just scream, and then he just break down into like the fucking cradle position on the ground, and just like basically rocking himself on the um on the ground because he like. I'm losing my fucking mind. Ain't no dog here. The boat house was locked. It's fucking flying open again. So he just broke down. So right at this scene, it flashes and it says day 28. So now we know this is the final day because 28 days is supposedly the day where everything shit hit the fan. Like really hit the fan. So we see Kathy... Run down to the library, right? Because she she like, I need to do some research, some more research on this house. Nobody really talking. Nobody really saying shit. So I'm going to go find my own. Do it on my own. So she's looking up articles from the newspaper about what happened to the family before. So while she's looking at everything, she's seeing an article that um, Voices told him to do it. He moved to the basement and he killed them all after 28 days. So she's seeing a pattern, right? George been hearing shit. George moved to the basement, and they've been in the house exactly twenty-eight days. Today, the day she at the library, so she like, oh shit. She see a picture of uh, what looked like a notebook that I'm guessing that I'm guessing Ronnie had before he killed everybody. And in the book, you can just see it's like scratched in everything. Catch him, kill him. Catch him, kill him. Exactly how she saw on the fridge, what spelled with a K. So also in this notebook, she can see that catch him is spelled two different ways. So one way is spelled like catch, like you're catching a ball, but with a K. So it's K-A-T-C-H. The other one is spelled with an e, you know, A-M, whatever. So she like catch him. So she continued to look, and then she finds a, a reference book. And the book says, Reverend Jeremiah, Jeremiah Ketchum, K-E-T-C-H-A-M like she see written in that notebook. So it says, Reverend Jeremiah Ketchum, a chronicle of one of Amityville's most curious inhabitants, Reverend Ketchum. So she grabbed it and she started reading. It flashes back to George, who's back at the house. And he done tore up the basement at this point, right? Because he keep hearing, Ketchum, kill him, Ketchum, kill him. He done broke down the walls where he hearing the whispers come from. And behind the wall, he see like, Cement blocks like in the shape of a door right so then he break through that boom 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 boom, break down that too bro what he found behind this wall is like basically a whole nother room behind the shit he see what looks like jail cells like torture devices in the jail cells and um you could tell like people were trapped down there and being tortured so while he's going through that Kathy's at the library reading like this Ketchum dude was basically taking Native Americans, bringing them down there, torturing them and killing them, right? So catch them and kill them. So the story goes that they eventually found like all these bodies down there along with Ketchum's body who they think committed suicide so that his uh spirit or whatever could remain on the land. After she read all this, she roll up on the priest like, yo, why you leave the house the other day you just left you ain't say nothing so he basically turned around like he didn't say this but he basically like because bitch I was scared like the fuck them flies came out at me your house telling me to get out I'm listening but he basically like I mean I was scared it was crazy you got some real demonic stuff in your house and y'all need to get out right now like as soon as you can get out right away so she started flying home right and now by this time, you know they got to make it scary. So it's dark and stormy, and it's nighttime at this point. She, she driving home, trying to get home to the kids. She busts up in the house. She yelling at everybody, hey, kids, come on, get downstairs. We got to go. Let's get out of here. And she looking for the kids. And she Chelsea's like, you know, Mama, I'm down here. So Chelsea is in the basement. The mama get downstairs to the basement, and she see, like, these wooden caskets built. Bro, all these caskets got one of their names on it. It say Michael, Billy, Chelsea, and Kathy. Not George. Because George built that shit. So he's, she's seeing these caskets with their fucking name on it. She said, oh, hell no. Nah. She turned around and George is right there. He like, I need to talk to you. And she like, hell no. Nah. She fucking run past him. He's like, I need to talk to you. She slammed the door behind her. She like, kids, come on, come on, come on. We got to go. Help me, help me get this this dresser in front of the door to the basement. So she's trying to lock George down there. We see him open the door, the door that's downstairs to the extra room. He cocked the gun. Boom, he got a shotgun with him. He coming up the stairs. And they trying to block him, close the door, block him, block him. He eventually pushed through that shit. They just take off running, right? They trying to get through any door, any window. But every door window they going to, boom, 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 just slamming shut right in front of them. They run up the stairs, and the only window they can get out of is the in Chelsea's room, the one that she used to get on the roof earlier. So now they all upstairs, they climbing on the roof. He followed them up the stairs, and he can hear them walking on the roof. So he just, boom, shoot a shot through the roof, bro. Almost, He almost got Kathy, Kathy ass, like, boom. She, he missed her, and he just go outside on the roof, too. He go through the same window. As he's climbing up, Billy done took a little metal piece off the roof, waiting on him to come up. As Soon as he get up there, BAM! He hit him in the head. George fall off the roof. As soon as they get down, and make it to the ground, George is right there with his axe. He done grab. he done got up, grabbed his axe, and he done made it over there to them. So he grabbed Billy by the head. He throw him up against the wall. He said, don't move. He get him. He get the axe ready like he finna swing. Kathy got the gun behind his head. She said, drop that shit right now. I'm gonna blow your head off. Not those exact words. Um, but he turned around and he put his forehead on the gun, like do it. Like he just waited. You could tell like he not him. He like, do it. And he just screamed at her. And she break down like I can't do it. So he turned back around, like he finna swing the axe at Billy again. And she just hit him with the buttstock of the gun. Knock him out, right? So he fall on the ground. So she grabbing the rope. While she doing all that, he actually on the ground, like having flashes and like seizing up, seeing himself hit her with the axe, cut her in the stomach and kill her. And then he's like, kill me. Kill me now. I'm going to kill you. Like he basically telling her, like, whatever this is on me, I can't control it. So you're going to have to kill me or I'm going to kill you. Like I can see it happening. And she's like, nobody's dying today. She hit him one more time with the bus stop and now he out cold for real. Like he out cold. They tie him up. They dragging him to the boathouse. Soon as they get him in the boathouse, he start shaking, seizing, like he about to, you know, like basically wake up and go crazy again. And Billy, like, why the hell are we even taking him? Like, can we leave his ass here? Which I'm on Billy's side, to be honest. I would have been like, why are we taking this? He literally just chased us in the house with a shotgun. He almost shot you through the roof. And he just tried to cut my head off with an axe. Why are we taking this dude with us? I'm with Billy on that one. But she like, I can't explain. We just got to get him away from the house. Like, she know he possessed. It's not really him. She like, I can't explain. We just got to get him away from the house. So they throw him in a the boat. They drive into the lake a little bit. And then they stop. And they see, like, his eyes not red no more. He good. And he look at the house. He look at all of them. He like, let's get out of here. And then they drive off into the sunset. Or the sunrise, basically, because it's morning. Then we see this explanation pop up on the screen and it says after 28 days, the Lutz family fled Amityville. They never returned for their personal possessions. Then it cuts back to the house and it zooms in on a, you know, little dead Jody. She's just standing in the hallway of the house, holding her teddy bear. And then we see her scream. She's like scream. Ah! And then everything in the house is moving back into place. The clock rewinds back to three 15, all the windows closed. The chairs fixed themselves in the in the dining room. And then she stopped screaming. And we see a little tear fall from her eye. And she's just standing there. And then all of a sudden, we see two hands come up out the floor. And boom, drag her ass down like it's dragging her to hell. The only thing that's left there is a little teddy bear on the floor. And that's the end. Great movie. Honestly, this movie is scary to me. Um, even watching it now, like I've seen it a bunch of times and like, it's still creepy to watch this movie. And I think they did a really good, uh, you know, Hollywood job of all the scares and the stories and shit. So now we're going to get into the fun facts. Um, I'll give y'all a scary scale rating and no, I'll holler at y'all. So the very first fun fact y'all need to know about this movie is to forget everything you just heard in the movie being true. Okay everything in this movie is made up and it's Hollywood's version of what actually happened. Now I was shocked to hear this because obviously I knew some things were going to be like exaggerated, you know what I'm saying? Dramatized. They basically saying, so George, the real George Lutz, what actually happened, he like nothing in that movie actually happened. He said, there wasn't a little dead girl that was in the closet we weren't, like, nobody was seeing her in the house. Um, there was no babysitter. There was no, uh, th- I mean, there was flies, but the flies didn't attack the priest. Like, literally, almost everything in this movie is just made up. It's Hollywood's version. The only thing that's true and real about this story is the fact that Ronnie, Ronald, a.k.a. Ronnie DeFeo, uh murdered his family On November thirteenth, nineteen 1974, and it was his parents, his two brothers, and his two sisters. He actually is currently serving six consecutive life sentences. So basically a life sentence for each person he killed. That's basically the only true thing about it. So let's get into some more fun facts. The second fun fact I have for y'all is that Ryan Reynolds purposely chose not to become close with the the kids of the movie because he knew he was going to have to be rude to them and mean to them. So... He, you know, kept his distance. He know he's going to have to get physical and all that shit. He don't want it to be like some off-screen stuff getting in the way of, you know, basically bringing through that good acting, which I think he killed it personally because he was very, like, you know, mean and abusive when it came time for that. So that's fact number two. Fun fact number three is uh, Chloe Moretz, the one that plays Chelsea. She did uh, most of her own stunts, and she was only eight in this movie. And this was actually her uh, debut film. So I hope, I hope one of them stunts wasn't hung on the roof, but I don't really know. Fun fact number four, everything except for the attic windows, it says the reproduction of the house does not resemble the actual house in Amityville as it was at the time of the events were said to have taken place. Um, And then also because of, like, all the tourists that were coming to look at the house after this, Um, the original house has been altered, so it don't even look like that house at all anymore. So the DeFeo family killings took place at 3.15 a.m., which is why the clock was like that. And uh, in the movie, George started killing them at 3.15. So George Lutz, the real George, he reported that when he was living in the house, he would wake up every morning at 3.15 a.m. Spooky, spooky shit the last fun fact was that i already mentioned this but the flies that came out in the home like that did happen all the flies did swarm out like that into one of the rooms but it didn't swarm him and attack him like that and um he ended up telling the family not to go into that room because it was a bunch of flies in there so that's it um i'm gonna tell you that this is a must see if you don't mind watching scary movies and you're for it and you've never seen this Definitely a must-watch. If you're scared of scary movies, would not recommend that you watch this, at least not alone and at least not in the dark. Scared scare rating for this one, it's up there. It's an eight because, like I said, I still watch this movie. I've seen it so many times and I still get scared to watch this movie. It's a creepy movie. So that's all I got for y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate the podcast. Leave me a review on um, Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review. I don't know about Google, but I'm on... Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts. Um so leave a review, leave a rating and that's it. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye. Babe.